Hello, and welcome to Sexpertise, a sex-positive and educational podcast. I'm your host and local sexpert, Erica Rivera. A couple weeks ago, I discussed my opinion on the controversy surrounding the book All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. Sexual health involves our youth and the LGBT community, so I felt it was important to voice my opinion on that. Today, though, we're going to stay away from the controversies, and we're going to talk about sex and grief. We're also going to talk about your sex drive after a breakup. So sex and grief, grief and sex, they really aren't words that we lump together often. And yet I get questions about this topic a lot. So some of the most common concerns that I've heard would be when grief has ruined someone's sex drive and they don't know how to get it back. Or those that, you know, all they can think about is sex, but they feel too guilty to act on it. I've also heard of people having tons of sex and feeling awesome about it. Or people having tons of sex, but then feeling terrible about it. So, I mean, it's, it's just all over the place. Grief can strike us and affect us in very different ways. It's, it's not the same for everyone. So when it comes to the possibilities, when it comes to grief and sex, there's a lot that is in the range of quote unquote normal. So some of those possibilities are you may lose your sex drive for a period of time, you may gain a jet engine powered sex drive or it may not impact you either way Uh, maybe you'll just have some new feelings about having sex but let's break it down a bit further grief is physical emotional and cognitive and so is sex so when you layer those things together it can get kind of complicated So the pain of grief, although it's often perceived as an emotional pain, can also be a physical experience. Physical and emotional pain is very similar. The brain is activated in in very similar ways when we experience either one. I don't know if you knew this, but there's some studies out there that find that Tylenol can reduce emotional pain. Weird, right? So, it's no surprise that when you're experiencing that emotional pain, our brains will seek out ways to ease the response. Now, having sex, and I've mentioned this in many of my presentations and, you know, other podcasts that I've been on, but having sex causes us to release feel-good neurotransmitters and pain-reducing hormones. So just that alone, you know, you would think that's the reason why we would want to have sex because it does give us that temporary reprieve from whatever we're going through. But sometimes 
the complete opposite happens where your sex drive disappears. So although you have these mood boosting benefits to having sex, your sex drive may disappear because grief can increase stress. And that stress is going to either exacerbate existing depression um, or it can cause depression. It could make you feel harder to, to be interested in sex or get pleasure from sex. So we're kind of in a, in a cycle here, you know, that stress can get you feeling pretty down and then it's hard for you to get in the mood in order to do the very thing that's going to help you get a dose of those feel-good hormones. So that part is the physical. That's the physical piece of having sex, is getting that nice um, boost, that nice chemical boost. However, we also have to think about our thoughts and feelings and whether or not the emotional and cognitive effects are doing the same thing. So, you know, when you when you lose someone who's close to you, when you when you're going through that grief, you know, some people have a higher sex drive. But it doesn't mean that your thoughts and feelings are aligned with that drive. And you may relate to this, but there are people out there who maybe have lost a partner and they have a deep desire to have sex but they feel guilty like they're betraying their partner's memory or you know or they think it's too soon you know or they're afraid of judgment I'm sure that there are people out there who have wanted to take that step to move forward but they may have had a friend or person in their life judging them for dating you know, and thinking that it was too soon. So there's many, you know, that's just with the loss of a partner. There are other feelings and thoughts that can arise when you've lost, you know, whether a parent or a child. Um, There are some studies that have found that parents who lose their children end up wanting to basically procreate again. You know, they, they end up with a higher sex drive wanting to you know, continue to grow the family. Now, that's not the case for everyone, but just, you know, just a couple examples. Now, having these thoughts and feelings, you know, especially the negative thoughts and feelings of, you know, guilt and is it too soon, you know, or, you know, just not wanting it at all because, you know, depression has set in, that can diminish the benefits of sex. So then you feel badly about your urges. Now, it's better to explore those thoughts and feelings rather than ignore them. There is no right amount of time to get over, um, you know, to heal from grieving. There's, there just isn't, you know. So whether you decide to have sex the next day or a year from said event, you know, there's just no right amount of time, you know, and part of the work of being comfortable having sex and part of the work of deciding when to have sex is that's going to be your own self-assessment, you know, so talking with a counselor can definitely be a huge support. 
again, you want to explore those those thoughts, those feelings, accept them rather than, you know, trying to kind of put them away in a little box and not talk about it. And, you know, it's just everyone's going to cope differently. Now, at times, you know, we're going to talk about now about the non-existent sex drive. You know, if it disappears completely, you know, rather than, you know, because so far I've talked about people that definitely want to have sex and they feel guilty and that's why they don't pursue it. But what happens when your sex drive is non-existent? You know, it could disappear and it could be that the guilt ranges from feeling like you're either, you know, if you're coupled, you're depriving your partner of sexual intimacy to guilt that your partner now may be taking it personally, thinking that it's a loss of attraction or interest. So if your sex drive is non-existent, those are the problems that could arise from that. So, you know, regardless if you're partnered or not, it can feel like a deep loss of identity, you know, and feelings of isolation in itself. So we're just kind of adding to that to that grief. So if you previously had like a very active sex life, the loss of interest is it's it's its own loss. That's what I mean by adding grief to grief. Because if you were super active in your sex life and then you lost someone in your life and now there is no no interest in having sex, that in itself is going to feel like a loss. So now you're grieving that as well. And that can be a very lonely experience. So especially, you know, if you feel isolated and that sexual intimacy is no longer an outlet. A way to cope with that is definitely talking to your partner about it. If it's occurring, it could be very helpful to talk to them because they feel that loss, but they could be taking it as you not being interested in them. So rather than have them struggle with that, you know, you you should definitely reassure your partner that it's not about them. That way it can comfort them but also help with that small piece of guilt that you could be feeling. This is a good way um, to allow for space for better communication as well. You know, communication about other types of intimacy, because it doesn't always have to be about sex. Intimacy, you know, can be closeness and physical contact without sex. It could also create space to talk about you know, how, how to consider having sex even when you're not in the mood. Now, you should never, ever have sex against your will. So, you know, consent is everything. But sometimes, you know, processing, you know, um, the, the process of touch can get you in the mood. Even if you weren't previously in the mood. So let me repeat that again. The actual process of touch can get you in the mood when you weren't previously in the mood. So that's what I mean by creating space to consider having sex even when you're not in the mood. And that's just, you know, touching. Even if it's a if even if it's in a non-sexual manner, that physical contact can still help. So 
that's just something to explore. You know, the way people grieve, I mean, it's just, everyone is so different. Everyone is so different. And I just, I wanted to touch base about this because I get questions all the time, you know, about whether it's normal to be hyper-sexualized after losing someone or if it's normal losing your libido altogether. And, you know, what we consider quote-unquote normal is either one, you know, everyone is different. You know, obviously, if you are one of those who, you know, have a hyper-sexualized um, drive after grieving or during the grieving process, my thing is always safety, you know, definitely practicing safety. And if you are partnered, is making sure that you're, you know, you're talking to your partner, you know, even though you might seem great and you're happy, you know, you seem like you're you're dealing with with the loss in a very healthy manner, you know, just because, just like I said earlier, just because that is where your sex drive is, that doesn't mean that that's where you're at emotionally, you know, so you got to make sure that you're still communicating with your partner and, you know, or counselor. So, when it comes to your libido after a breakup, it's it's very similar, you know, you may not have lost that person um, in the way that you would grieve someone's passing, but you're still grieving the loss of that individual in your life. So our brains are going to react very, very similar. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Where do our libidos actually go after a breakup? So. After a, a bad breakup, you know, it's going to feel, you're going to feel detached and disconnected. So one thing I notice with breakups is certain people either feel super empowered and desirable and, and dateable, but if it was a bad breakup, you may be on the side of detached and, and disconnected, like I said before. So it's not uncommon for you to feel unattractive or disinterested in sex, you know, or disinterested in connecting with other people romantically. So, you know, these changes, they're not just psychological, they could be physical as well, which is, again, very similar to um, talking about when when we were talking about grieving. Stress can affect the hormone levels that help to regulate your sex drive, like I mentioned before. So, if you are stressed out and it is affecting those hormone levels, then your sex drive can take a nosedive, you know, and depression can take a toll on the on the nervous system. So, you know, and that nervous system can help rela- regulate many bodily functions and, you know, but it, you know, it definitely plays a role in sexual arousal. So that's kind of, you know, the, that's, that's, that's a, a really tough situation to, to be in because on one hand, sex is going to help with grieving, with depression, with these breakups, because the act of sex is going to create those happy hormone levels. But on the other hand, because of said depression or grieve, grieving or you know, because of these negative things that you're going through, that stress 
is going to play a role in sexual arousal. So how do we, you know, how do we even begin to become interested again? You know, it's, it's, it's this never ending cycle. So, you know, as long as you process and recover from the breakup emotionally, you'll eventually be able to reclaim your libido. But that's the thing, you've got to make the effort to recover. You have to, you know, definitely check in with a with a counselor or be actively speaking to your partner. So how long it takes just depends on the individual, you know? Depends on your breakup dynamics, your pre-breakup mental health status, you know, what your sexual function was like, and the levels of social support. You know, do you have a support system? Do you have friends that you can count on? So, you know, one of the issues that most people go through after a breakup, especially if they were in a monogamous relationship or a long-term relationship, you may, you know, associate sex with your ex. So it could take some time to, you know, bring sexuality back home to yourself, you know, but knowing that you eventually will overcome this temporary libido loss doesn't mean you have to just sit back and wait for it to happen. There's certain things you can do. So one of those things is also, like I said earlier, is to prioritize non-sexual pleasure. You know, there are things that you can do um, that will bring you pleasure that doesn't necessarily have to do with sex itself. You know, if you like being outdoors, go outdoors. If you, you know, if you're a foodie, stimulate your senses with food. Dance in your living room. Hang out with your pet. You know, anything that brings pleasure to your life, try to focus on that, okay? And if you're single, there's no reason to wait until you have a partner to indulge in activities that might turn you on, like listening to a favorite playlist, a sexy playlist. Um, Another thing that you could work on is dating or at least flirting again. You know, the idea of flirting again. You know, this is a powerful way to have your worth reflected back to you, which is how self-esteem works, you know, and that includes sexual self-esteem. Breakups leave people questioning their worth. So being able to dip your toes in again when it comes to dating or flirting, you know, it'll help you kind of start building that self-esteem back up. You know, as you do this, slowly, you'll be able to reintroduce sexual pleasure. You know, so in the beginning, yeah, my advice is prioritizing non-sexual pleasure and maybe, you know, flirting, possibly dating again doesn't have to be serious. But once you're past that, you might be able to slowly reintroduce sexual pleasure. Now, we often look to a partner for that, but we're capable of giving pleasure to ourselves as well. And again, not to jump the gun, you can reawaken your arousal simply by wearing outfits that turn you on or giving yourself a massage or, you know, watching ethical porn. 
So these are all things that you can do when you have, you know, lost that sex drive. So I think at the end of the day, you know, whether you're grieving or going through a breakup, you want to take care of your mind, your body, and your heart. Not to sound super cheesy, but that is just what it is. All right. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard it before, but exercising and eating healthy, you know, that's going to help stimulate blood flow. And, you know, that's key for, for process of arousal. And the sooner you take care of yourself physically and mentally, the more quickly your lost sex drive after a breakup or loss is going to make its return. So definitely focus on keeping up with communication. And if you notice every episode, every topic that I speak on, a lot of the times it's all about communication, making sure that mentally you're sound and that involves keeping that open line open, you know, that open line of communication with your partner and also speaking to to a counselor, especially during, you know, during a time like this, if you've suffered, you know, the loss of someone dear to you, or if you're going through a breakup. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast so far, I'm going to close out with just letting you know that I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Erica Rivera, and you can support this podcast by subscribing there. Um, you can also find me on all social media outlets at the Erica Rivera as well. So I'm going to keep putting these episodes out bi-weekly every other Thursday, 9 p.m. I really hope you enjoyed this segment. Have a great night.